0: We are so excited today we are here talking the latest two episodes of star trek discovery uh there's saints of imperfection and sound of thunder episodes five and six of the season can you believe they were already at halfway point of the season tom
1: oh yeah yeah it's going by fast this show is just um it just moves really quick
0: i know i can't even believe it like <laughs> so we just started but uh yeah so uh, we were a bit mixed i think on the, on the on uh the last two episodes
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: but at least for me i felt like these were both better <laughs> that I, I i enjoyed both these episodes i thought they were Yeah no pretty-
1: um me too yeah lots of solid star trek in there and i, I, I my my ideas on the show are developing and so I'm, I'm i'm eager to share my thoughts
0: Oh, great Well, that's great uh, so yeah, let's dive in. So the uh, the first episode we'll talk about is Saints of Perf- of Imperfection, and so this was an interesting episode. Uh, it uh, it starts out with Tilly being in the mycelial blob alien thing. <laughs> I don't know what you called that. like this, it's like a
1: pod or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: cocoon. I think is what they called it. Right. And uh, and so. Yeah, her kind of plot line is there's uh she's sort of lost in the mycelium network and May is there in the network. And basically like May is a rep from the network, uh that they they wanted to they're t- species that
1: live within the network. Yeah, it's like their right. universe. Yeah.
0: And they want they turned her into May because they thought that it would be more comfortable for Tilly which is sort of a a little bit strange because again you think that they would turn her into a child May that Tilly knew I mean how did Mm -hmm. did she say like my name is May how did Tilly even know I can't remember Uh,
1: I forget how she found out her name was May
0: yeah Uh,
1: oh no 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 I remember now um, it, at one point, you know, so, so, um, this, this, uh, alien posing as May calls her, uh, sti- uh Stilly at one point, like Aww. she's silly. So mm-hmm. it was like a nickname in school. She called her still, uh, Stilly. And, um, and that's what made Tilly go, wait a second, what did you call me? And then she looked, she, she tried to, she had to kind of like rack her brain a little bit to, to remember where she heard that before. And what she remembered that from, and she came up with, "Oh, this friend of mine from school."
0: Yeah, because if I saw an adult of somebody that I had known for like a, a year, I think, or six months, or something like very short huh. of time in middle school, I mean, I wouldn't know them from anything.
1: <laughs> I guess it kind of depends on who they are to you. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's there, there's people I barely know at all that I'd spot from across Safeco Field. Um, mm-hmm. on the other hand, there are people I was good friends with. that would take me a second. So,
0: yeah.
1: uh, yeah, you just, it's weird.
0: I just think they would have picked like her mother or, or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, spooky. well, they, for weird. the purposes
1: of the drama, they had to have someone who could pose as a, plausibly be a crew member whom mm-hmm. she wasn't hallucinating, but was actually there. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, they I were, just- it wasn't, they were just too Tilly, they were fooling us too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I really liked the look of the mycelial network. I thought it looked really cool.
1: Yeah, it looked adequately alien and yeah and weird.
0: Yeah, I liked it. I mean, that's the nice thing about this show is that they definitely, they definitely splurge all over the place. They definitely spent money uh, on. That's why I wonder if we're going to get a season three because I think this show. I don't think it's done super great this season, and it's oh, not uh, cheap it's not cheap.
1: I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't uh, keep any kind of reading on how well it's doing in the ratings. Is it kind of suffering this year? Or is it just kind of a downturn?
0: I mean, we don't, I don't think we know, kind of like Netflix, we don't know the ratings. of yeah. like The CBS All Access, but um, I just feel like I'm not even hearing people even talk that much negatively about it. I feel like it's just like not even really made, like a bunch of the sort of the YouTubers and bloggers and stuff that i had followed on season 1 aren't even covering it this year. I don't know. It's so maybe it's just my little bubble. It just doesn't seem like it's it's made much of a cultural impact either way and that people are really talking about it. Well, I,
1: let's let's be, you know, let's let's face it though. Let, you know, let's face some realities here about Star Trek. Star Trek is a niche interest thing. And yeah, it is very profitable. And it's been very profitable for the people involved. But the people who want to watch it have found it and are watching it. You know, they're not, and that's the, that's kind of the risk, a risk they're taking with all access is that um, it's going to be a little harder for new fans to run across it and, and uh, get into it.
0: Yeah. I mean, who, who knows? We'll see. But I don't know. I just kind of, I kind of wonder because it seems like a very expensive show, but who knows? Anyway, uh but I thought it looked really pretty and uh and cool. And yeah, no doubt about that. So I appreciated that. And uh so then you have basically this idea that there is this vicious uh toxin, I guess, invading the mycelium mm-hmm. network uh that is trying to destroy it.
1: Yeah, Ma Maya's talking about a monster that's that's spewing toxins and ruining their Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah and yeah a character we'll talk about later on uh, it says that they they end up covering themselves with tree bark because it's it 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 saves them from getting destroyed by the by this invader um really? so i don't know it's an interesting it's an interesting thing and so basically stamets comes up with this uh idea of that they're going to do a partial jump so that they can enter the network they can save tilly and uh and it will be great <laughs> um yeah what did you think of this plan
1: um yeah i know i it's i like uh i i i enjoy when star trek does this so i could it, it's so crazy it just might work kind of stuff like that's mm-hmm. fun to me
0: yeah yeah it was pretty good um so yeah, and they're gonna save Tilly and uh they so they make this kind of half jump and uh they uh
1: Which uh, looked awesome. I loved how it was kind yeah. of looked like it was a half dipped into this nether world or whatever. Like it yeah, it was it was right. weird.
0: And I think they said that they only would have like an hour or there was like a limited there was a limited time period uh that they would be able to be in the network. Well, yeah, because
1: the 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 ecosystem was in, of 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 the mycelial network is entirely hostile to uh, anything from their universe, so it starts eating discovery.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, yeah, the pores start uh, attacking the discovery, and uh, and so that's sort of the first setup for the first part of the plot, and then mm-hmm. the other plot we have, Giorgio tracking Spock. For suspected murder and in this um uh in, it's this group 31 and uh, uh, section 31 section 31 that they're part of and uh so we kind of got that going on the the thing they actually uh they actually see spock's ship they they uh and they but they t- it turns out that giorgio's on the ship not spock and so mm-hmm. he's, uh they're trying to find where he is and then we also get this new 31 network uh 31 uh new boss named Leland uh, yeah he's the
1: captain of uh, of a section 31 ship
0: yes and uh I forgot to write down who that actor was but I liked I liked him I I think he could be an interesting foil from it's alan van Sprang is his name i feel like i've seen him and stuff anyway i i uh, i feel like he could be an interesting counterbalance to pike i felt like they had an interesting dynamic to me yeah they did and
1: i liked that they were kind of old friends and that made things interesting i honestly you're gonna see i think you're gonna see more of them um they are planning a a section 31 spinoff of discovery so um that the set of the of the ship that they're on and stuff like that you know the big expensive set with like two stories or something like this—it's just massive, right? And oh, wow. all these other characters—they're definitely setting you up for new, another series. So I'm glad you like the character because you'll probably be seeing yeah. more <laughs> of
0: them. Oh, good, that is good. Uh, I'm trying to look and see where I've seen him before, but anyway, he's oh, he's on Being Erica, which is a really fun, fun little show. Um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I liked him. I think. Uh, that uh he was pretty charismatic of uh actor and i just thought he did a good job and uh him and pike uh so that's kind of the the start of that they're following these seven signals trying to there's also this whole red angel thing that we will find out more about in the next episode Uh, Mm -hmm. we've talked about it a little bit but anyway that they're also trying to follow that spock uh has was following and involved with so there's all of that going on and uh so they uh when they are in the uh when they're in the mycelial network trying to save tilly they shockingly find a surprise thing the one i was talking about with the bark it is dr kolber of all people Mm -hmm that is in the mycelial network. And uh, May at first is going to kill Culber, but then Tilly tells her to not to not do it. And is, she says, if you kill it, it will ruin you. So what did you think about this with Culber?
1: Um, yeah, he got better. Um,
0: so so. He, was, he was killed by uh, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, and snapping his neck, and but is this basically a version of Colbert from when they would do all the jumps somehow?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Uh, I what I from what I gather from the next episode, yeah, he is himself, but he's not like it's um, it right. it reconstituted his. They managed to reconstitute him in uh, you know that there's a theory actually that transporters already do this that transporters kill you and then put you back together um, and they they they're saying well this is that's basically what happened to him but it's um he doesn't seem entirely comfortable with it
0: uh uh-huh. yeah did you like this did, or did it, it did you not like it this oh
1: you know i really i i think as a dramatic choice i think it might have been better if he tragically could not come back like if they found him but tragically he couldn't come back right um and they if they had just stayed there because that broke my heart in a good way you know that um and so like i i was on board with that result um yeah. like i was I was sad, of course, but I liked that it made me. I liked how it's made me sad. I liked the, yeah. uh, how it sort of tugged at my heartstrings. I
0: mean, it's kind of like Marvel. Nobody, nobody dies in a Marvel movie.
1: Well, or or any comic book yeah. ever. You know, yeah. yeah. The only the only Marvel character who stayed dead is Uncle Ben.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the yeah, it's true. Um, DC, it's the Waynes. They're the only one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Died. Exactly. <laughs> and even then, Thomas Wayne comes back. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah that's true i i kind of agree with you it felt a little cheap to me but uh you know whatever um obviously this is very like alarming and uh, for stamets of course they're all talking about thermodynamics they kind of lost me there i was like i don't know what's going on <laughs> but...
1: yeah wibbly wobbly tiny, whiny. yeah um <laughs> a lot of that is just nonsense you know scientific nonsense anyway right. um it just adds a little bit of like you know, the flavor of, of of oh these are real scientists in space doing science so yeah
0: yeah yeah and so at first Colbert can't cross over from the network and uh, and he they say something like our matter is not your matter and he tells um uh, he tells I think it's Stamets he tells that you have to let me go. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so they're trying to bring Colber back through the cocoon, uh, but they'll lose like the connection to the mycelial network, but they are able to basically do that. Um, but what happens to basically like May and all of the, all of that, do we know now that they're separated?
1: Um, I think... May is, I mean, she accomplished what she wanted to accomplish, which was to um, stop the ecological destruction taking place inside the network. Um, at least that's, in the short term, that's what I gather. Um, and it, they, we didn't, they didn't really pause at all to talk about like, wait, does this mean we can't use the spore drive anymore? Or,
0: right. We and didn't how, get any of that. How did they stop it? I can't remember. Um, well, they got out of
1: there. They stopped didn't... doing the damage. They got COBRA out. Like, how oh. did they get Cobra back? Sorry. They they got Cobra out of there um, with another, it's so crazy, it just might work kind of plan. And um, and that stopped the monster that May was so worried about.
0: Yeah. So, okay, so, so was Colbert the monster? He was it. <clears throat> he, was, he was it, yeah, okay. It was a little confusing, some of this stuff. Um, Alright, very good. And uh, then obviously, you know, we see him there and it's very, you know, Sam, it's very, uh, you know, upset, I guess. Uh, and, uh, as you would be, um, at the same time, we also have, uh, Tyler that is on the bridge, uh, like it, things are so panicking that he ends up basically working for the, uh, uh, for the discovery again. And mm-hmm. so there's some some dynamic between Pike and Tyler.
1: Yeah. They're kind of uh they're they're definitely not best buds.
0: No. And I do I did have to laugh because the uh the uh, Devin Maloney who does the Vulture uh recaps, he's really funny. His one on this one. He, he's not a fan of the man bun. <laughs> for oh, Tyler. Okay yeah Yes. uh his thing, just, he had some funny funny lines in his thing Well, the guy is
1: from seattle <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he says here uh um, that uh let's see here let me find it um he says that uh especially for this it uh, it'll be especially for Burnham who certainly doesn't have enough emotional whiplash to deal with this right now though I suppose if they get together again she could cut his man bun off in his sleep and put us all out of our misery <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny <laughs> yeah anyway yeah I they think they get rid of the man bun in the next episode which was a good move yeah so um <laughs> so they yeah and they basically then they continue to follow the seven signals and we get a a hint that this could all lead to time travel and that could be what spock is involved with and we get to see cornwell comes back admiral cornwell and good to see her again yes and uh, uh so he ba- she basically tells uh sh- she basically tells uh the um pike and leland that they need to man up and get along and uh and kiss and make up so they can investigate this thing and so then they kind of they apologize and uh so that was pretty fun and uh we also get uh giorgio telling burnham to trust her Mm -hmm. for for once which was interesting because she's obviously kind of a a villain, so we we she shouldn't trust her, but is she going to trust her so that was kind of your your uh, you know the end of the episode uh, what mm-hmm. is what is she going to do so well yeah,
1: one thing though about this you know with, uh this goes to Cobra being the monster uh in the mycelial network that in star trek there's exceptions to this, of course, but in star trek the recurring theme is uh that a monster is a, a, a best friend with bad manner, a future best friend with bad manners.
0: It is going to be, it, that dynamic between Giorgio and Burnham and see how it plays out will be interesting. Mm-hmm. And this whole idea of time travel and what is Spock doing? Are you surprised they haven't introduced Spock yet?
1: Uh, boy, yeah, they're really teasing it, aren't they? Um, oh, they sure are. Uh, yeah, I'm, so, I'm a little surprised that it's taken this long. But, uh, and, and yet they have, it's not like they're trying to get us to forget about them and then, so they can surprise us with them later. Right. Um, I they, they think they're, it looks like we're getting, we're going to get them next episode. Mm. Um, so we don't have, uh, we're not going to be waiting forever. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see how, yeah, it's interesting what they're doing with it.
0: hmm Yeah, I think it has, I I mean, I love time travel stories and dimensions and stuff, like episodes, Mm -hmm. so I'm excited for to see what happens with that. It'll be fun. Okay. So, all right, so that was a pretty solid episode, and then we had The Sound of Thunder, which was episode six, and this is almost, almost all Saru's episode, and I Mm -hmm. think uh, Doug Jones, the, and uh and team do a really good job with this whole one uh and um the uh we find out because of course we found out last time that a lot of the things that saru had thought about his kelpian race weren't actually true there was this whole idea that uh you uh that uh, that you had i forget what they what they called it but the great it, balance yeah the great balance but there was a whole thing that that they thought that once you had your sort of time that you would you would die and uh, and so he was surprised when he when he told her to cut off his um ganglia that cuz he thought he was dying and then he ended up not dying and uh, realizing that that actually wasn't real that, that was a myth told them by these captors of theirs and so uh, he's we, we find out a lot about Seru's backstory here how he became a member of Starfleet and we also find out more about his uh, race and the enslavement and all of that and uh, it's it's really uh, it's really good I think I, I really I really liked it
1: it was cool to, to kind of get we have a character Who's a bit of an outsider? Yeah. He's the only one of his kind in Starfleet. And it's that's kind of a Star Trek staple. We get a lot of that. Um, you know, Odo and Deep Space Nine and Spock, of course, and um and uh and data. So like there's always like that that question of like where did this oddball come from? And yeah. uh this is definitely one of the more interesting um origins. Yeah.
0: It's Vihari, that's what they called it. It was this idea that your tissue would, uh, and then once you reach Vihari that you would die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. that's what you called Vahari. And, uh, and so uh, they've kind of repressed, they talk about their fear responses have been repressed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, you get this signal from Kaminar, which is Suru's home world. And there's the Kelpians and the Balu uh the uh, yeah you know, that are the enemies of the Kelpians that are enslaving them and uh so Giorgio was kind of been recruited uh she was one of the ones who helped recruit Saru originally and uh we we find out that he had basically uh that, that he had basically like sent this kind of signal and that the Starfleet had found it and uh they, there's this whole idea of the, that the Kelpians believe in this great balance and that there has to be this sort of balance between the Balus and the Kelpians in order for uh, them to not be like basically destroyed that there has to be this great balance and uh, it's it's really interesting uh, uh, they find they so they end up going on the planet. First, Pike doesn't want to send Saru uh, because it would just be too personal for him, I guess.
1: Yeah, he was afraid that S- Saru would be an unstable element.
0: Mm-hmm. And but he insists, and uh, Burnham is supported. Yeah, that, that was a
1: tense scene.
0: Yeah, and especially if you think about the fact that that Pike kind of took over saru's position you know that he had been working as captain <clears throat> before pike came and so they find they go on the planet and i liked the whole design of the planet i thought it looked pretty cool yeah yeah so uh anyway uh saru's sister is there and they're all they're all looking for the red angel that's going to save them they're looking for a savior a sign uh and there's this whole sort of uh, there's this whole sort of religion, and the baul are like making earthquakes and making, uh, controlling them through all of these different things. Mm-hmm.
1: Which, uh, now the the Red Angel doesn't have anything to do with the baul and their control over the Kelpians. Um, so they're like
0: for the, for a savior, though, right?
1: Um, I I don't think they knew what they were, what it was. It's like I don't think they knew any better than Discovery did what it was um that's my my understanding but i, I could be mistaken on that
0: well th- maybe they weren't looking for the red angel in specific but they were looking for a savior right
1: oh, i don't know if they were looking for a savior The you know in the end it does end up becoming being a savior in a, in a weird way because it stops the Bowel from committing genocide again
0: right so yeah, Saru and Burnham is it? They go back up to the ship after kind of checking out what's going on, and uh, the Ba'u Ba'u are really mad, and they that they took they now they know that one of them has been taken, and they're upset, and uh, the uh, um, so Saru is obviously very concerned about this that. Uh, now he's going to ruin this balance that it that they had achieved because now they know he's gone he he's talking about talking with michael and uh he he says to michael to burnham he says would you not do the same to you for your brother and to go back and and then he's gone and so the Balu Balu end up restraining Saru, and there's like this goo. And then, what did you think of the uh, Balu gooey guy? <laughs> I don't know what to call it?
1: Um, I was kind of holding my breath for a reveal of an alien we've already met, uh, and a couple of reasons for that. The the you know they they go down to Saru's old village, his home hometown, and there's this um, pylon there. Uh, it's like this sort of floating obelisk looking kind of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: What I liked about that is that it had a very original series kind of look to it. Like it looked like something that you'd see in the original series. Uh, and um, that little touch was nice. But it also reminded me of a Tholian ship and the, from uh, other series. And the, the, the way the, ba- the Ba'ul had this sort of scary voice on the calm, the way their language translated was freaky. Uh-huh. And, um, it, that also reminded me of the Tholian. So I was sort of holding my breath for a reveal that they were actually, or something like that, but it, I didn't get that.
0: Uh-huh. It did kind of remind me a little bit of the um, episode a few episodes ago with the, uh, uh, with the whole religion, uh, cult, uh, planet thing. <laughs> I don't know. I forget what that was. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: new, uh, let's see, what was that? Oh, it's, you yeah. pulled it out of my head. Okay. Uh, yeah, the- the planet where the humans had been brought, and they had a church right. set up and everything.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of reminded me a little bit of that whole situation, uh but um, but yeah. So this goo—I called him the goo man. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: My I didn't know what to call. Him. But I thought he looked pretty cool. I enjoyed it, and they—they. Uh, they, I guess that basically the Balu had had destroyed any of the sort of evolved Kelpians, and. Uh, they they had just to try to control people control them, and they created this idea of the great balance. It kind of reminds me a little bit of uh in the allegory of the cave, you know Plato talks about the uh the philosopher kings and the noble lie, you know, so sort of, I feel like it's it's sort of a variation kind of on that idea um, mm-hmm. you've got to tell them this sort of noble lie in order to give them supposedly the the create the the most happiness or the most uh, you know and so we're gonna talk about this great balance yeah that's a good connection i
1: hadn't thought of that but yeah it um oh yeah it's it, yeah sort of the, the comforting lies that the state or that the church can sometimes tell you to sort of maintain order
0: uh-huh yeah yeah uh so the saru is is like handcuffed to the wall uh restrain. And he all of a sudden becomes like the Hulk or something. It was pretty cool. He's like, boom. Yeah. There the were restraints. He saves his sister and he kind of announces this great balance must end. And uh, that uh, at one point he says, the Kelpians were once the predators. And so we must demonstrate to the balu we are not bad. They must face our evolved race where they're at mm-hmm. and he says we will prove to them we can overcome our rage and create a new balance
1: yeah that's interesting stuff
0: great mm-hmm. star trek yes that was very star trek for right. sure and uh so there's the, there ends up being this whole balu base that's underneath the water uh that comes out and uh, so the Starfleet wants to engage in a new balance. They want to try to, uh, so, but then they attack, and that's when they see the Red Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and the Red
1: Angel kind of is a Deus Ex Machina to kind of put a stop to the genocide that the Ba'ul are about to commit.
0: Yes, and he it's seen as this as a savior, and they that's able to help kind of yeah create this new balance and this is what uh spock has seen he knows about the red angel and or in his drawings and his you know things and he's looking for it and so yeah that's a lot of stuff what do you think about all that
1: (laughs) uh yeah so they start speculating that um the the red angel so we uh one thing you you need to mention is that um Saru gets a, a close look at the, at the red angel. And mm-hmm. it looks like a humanoid in a, in, a, in a technological suit or something. Yeah. And um, so that adds a new wrinkle to it, right? So we, we know we're probably not dealing with a supernatural being. You know, of course, you could have guessed that. But, you know, this is Star Trek. They don't do that. Um, but we still kind of don't know what we're dealing with. I mean, that doesn't mean we know what we're dealing with either. Um, mm-hmm. It could be a time traveler. It could be a super advanced race. Sounds like Great are leaning towards a time traveler who's coming from the future to tinker with the past to get things, make things go their way. Uh-huh. Um, and that is not unprecedented in Star Trek. They've done that kind of storyline before in Enterprise, um, where they were dealing with a temporal Cold War, which when you had competing factions trying to manipulate the past to try to make things go their way. And... Um, so we've seen that sort of thing before, and it didn't go over particularly well with the fans. And frankly, it—I it, felt like it somehow it undermined the integrity of the show. That um, and the—I don't know—it just felt like it trivialized the events uh, of the show uh-huh. in a weird way. It did. I didn't really work that well for me. Um, but um, I don't know. Some people liked it, I guess. But
0: interesting. Yeah uh so uh yeah so the so it's more the red angel or the time travel or just it all together that you didn't
1: like Uh, the uh the if the idea that it's a time traveler now we don't know that it's a time traveler but they're they're starting to speculate maybe that's what we're looking at
0: what if spock is the time traveler will that be weird that will that work
1: well it'd it'd be interesting to see where they're going with that um like he's, he's the time traveler from when, you know, um, and from what universe, uh-huh. because we know he's kind of done some time travel and some universe jumping and that sort of thing. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Interesting. We know he's, he's looking into it at the very least, hmm. uh, the, the vulture column of this one, he, he says. Uh, he says uh let's see he says uh later saru will note that the red angel appeared to be a humanoid wearing a mechanized suit which leads me to believe that a descendant of dr otto octavius has finally figured out how to use his inventions for good at least what passes for good right now this says as tyler who has mercifully put away his man bun for the time b <laughs> points out just because I'm riding him for that man yeah, bun. yeah just because some mysterious uber powerful force is working in your favor today doesn't mean that force ought to be trusted as a net positive after all, right. as any time travel movie or show likes to relentlessly preach it can be downright deadly to mess with the space-time continuum mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's an interesting thing uh they yes yeah, I'm, I'm curious i mean i lo- i do love time travel stories there's just one of my favorite uh, tropes I guess of storytelling I think are so fun and uh, maybe that's why I kind of got into Doctor Who I just really enjoy it it's fun and uh, there's, no, there's no
1: shortage of it in Trek so
0: yeah so I'm curious to see where it goes yeah. and, I, uh, and I can see um, it not being everyone's favorite it does tend to get pretty convoluted and you definitely need a suspension of disbelief when it comes to any kind of time travel story <laughs> Uh, and it can, so, and again,
1: with Star Trek, it can be a bit of a crutch. I mean, the, the you can sort of see how that could be. You've got, um, you know, you've got this week. You, weekly television is a grind, and especially in the old way they did it, where they had to produce like twenty-six episodes a season or whatever. Yeah. Um, I can understand that. You, you start going to the well of ideas, and somehow time travel has a way of continuing to present itself as fresh so um yeah
0: yeah so then uh the uh Ser- says to uh st- talks to Suru and decides to stay with the kelpians with the pe- with her people mm-hmm. and she tells him you and the red angel brought us hope so that's All right it. so at least he's on good terms with
1: his with his people
0: yes which is good and so then the other story that you have mixed in with all of this, and the B story, I guess, is so Colbert is alive and like you had said, he is basically almost like a resurrected version of himself. Uh mm-hmm. he had he, there's a famous scar that he had once had that now he doesn't have, uh and he it, he's basically perfect, uh, from from what uh this seems like somehow it's it almost seems too good to be true i feel like he's gonna end up uh being that i still feel like by the end of the season that stamets is gonna have to say goodbye that this is oh, not- i hope
1: you're right yeah i hope you're right i don't know and that it's, it's not that it's not that it's not the wonderful news that we think it is yeah um, I, I kind of hope you're right i hope it, yeah i hope they have something more interesting interesting and complex up their sleeves with this
0: I hope so. Yeah, because it kind of reminded me a little bit of this episode of Doctor Who this last season where there was this alternate dimension where the characters were kind of tempted to spend, uh, they could spend like all of eternity with their loved ones who'd passed on, but like they, they were not progressing like at all and uh and but it was just like so tempting to be with people that you miss so much but it wasn't like wasn't really like living like a a mirror of
1: erin said kind of situation
0: yes exactly and i could kind of picture this being sort of like this there's i feel like there's going to end up being something weird about him something strange and uh and it's 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 gonna he's still gonna end up having to say goodbye that seems like it would be a really good story
1: yeah, yeah, resurrection always has a price, and yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. So that was the main part. Yeah, you did have some things with Tyler, just a little bit of uh, of him, and uh, in in this, you know, you saw him a little bit in here becoming uh, more ingratiated in the discovery, and uh, and then. You have Burnham at the end after he, she sees what's happened with uh Saru, she decides to uh go home to Vulcan and try to Oh well yeah
1: the the red angel signals appear there. I think that's um,
0: that's where they're going. Yes. And so that was basically the uh the end of the episode. And uh, I I think that I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I liked uh the uh I thought that that Doug Jones did a really good job, uh as saru I liked getting to know his backstory and his character. And I thought that uh that the whole idea of the savior and uh these people that had been sort of manipulated into obedience uh and then was well done and interesting and so i enjoyed this this episode quite a bit
1: yeah i did too um i and i i to kind of go back to what i said at the beginning of like my beginning to develop my thoughts on this is that uh, i feel like that what i'm starting to notice about the show and the so not just the aesthetics but also the the characters and the way they interact and the way and and the decisions they make it's reminding me more and more all the time of the original series
0: uh-huh. And
1: I can see why a lot of uh, a lot of the the Trekkies who became Trekkies through Next Gen and that that and that whole series of spinoffs and that generation of shows
0: uh-huh.
1: would be kind of put off by Discovery um, because it does have a different feel and sensibility to it. And but it's different in a way that's familiar if you've watched a lot of the original series.
0: Yeah interesting yeah i can see that I and mean, I've, I've watched more of i i really haven't watched hardly any of next generation but when i watched a, the original series i i could def i could definitely see that i mean it's obviously darker it's more r-rated but uh, as far as uh, themes and tones i think that's definitely true and uh so and kind of
1: just the the world that they inhabit or that you know the universe the galaxy that they inhabit
0: yeah
1: it yeah. feels that way and it and uh, uh, another cool thing, like it, I keep going back to how, how the Klingons are different, um, and what I like about them this time is that they they feel like original series Klingons to me, mm-hmm. and um, something that none of the other shows can say. Uh-huh. And uh, like it, in terms of the decisions they make, and now with Ash Tyler being kind of a Klingon, and uh, but looking like a human, he looks like. An old Klingon, like he does. He looks like one of the original series Klingons. He'd look. He uh, he would have been. He could have easily been cast as an original series Klingon. He would be comfortable in their that uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm getting a kick out of that, and also like the the sort of like I I had a revelation like as I was watching him bicker with Pike, like oh you know what this is this is like if they did. If they somehow could have had a Klingon crew member in the original series, uh-huh. that's this is what he'd be like. This is how he'd react to things. This is how he would respond to these different situations. And this is where he would kind of be at odds with the, you know, um, uh, sort of swashbuckling of of a, a Starfleet captain kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. I can see that. I. And I, I think, the only thing I guess I don't like about the Klingon uh, parts is, I, I must say, I, I'm not a big fan of this, the sensuality. Uh, that's just the, I don't know. I just feel like those episodes have been weird. They just haven't been my favorite. <laughs> um, and I think yeah. that that's a little off-putting to me. Like the, I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah. Well, but the, on Street, the other hand,
1: I, 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 I like, what I like about that is that at least we see a side of them that isn't just murder you
0: know yeah and I worshiping can. murder yeah i can see that well the next two episodes are going to be light and shadows and then if memory serves so ooh, we'll see cool. what's what coming up next so yeah there's 11 episodes in this season so we'll probably just do uh the uh we'll probably do three more episodes of i'm guessing uh the uh podcast we'll just do the finale maybe on this, this is his own uh, and we'll do uh, two more of these doubles and uh, it should be really fun so uh, so thanks so much for talking about it I always enjoy these discussions my pleasure uh, yes and so where can people find you
1: I'm on Twitter at Almano Roboto um, and um, see you can or at Happy Place Poems
0: great yes and I've linked to all of that in the description section, people can definitely check, uh, check out, uh, that, and you can follow me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media. And if you can put your ratings and reviews on iTunes, really appreciate it of the podcast. And if you are watching or listening on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. That is in a subscription that really helps us out. And, uh, so thanks so much again. And we will talk again in two weeks. Sounds good. Okay. Bye.